Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo. here with you here on a Tuesday morning. We are glad that you have joined us at Super Talk dot fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from we appreciate uh you guys tuning in and giving us a listen today uh, i want to thank our sponsors over at strange brew coffee house churn and spoon ice cream i, I believe turn and spoon it- it's got to be close right guys every I- I- going around today you know, it looks like businesses are open uh, restaurants are open and they're trying to you know do the best they can to uh what's the word i'm looking for to yeah to comply with, with the, the new rules and regulations, but glad to see a lot of open signs where, where, where you weren't before. Um, and right now, hey, man, you need to get over there, get yourself a little, a little extra boost. to get You know, those kids are wearing you out. Well, then caffeine is the answer, <laughs> as Joel Coleman will tell you. Oh, me, between having two kids, a third on the way, trying to get a new job, new website up and running, and trying to keep up with everything. I need to make about three trips a day over there. I can't afford to make three trips a day every day. But uh, <laughs> three trips would be a bit much. Um, but yeah, I am running on caffeine right now, no doubt about it. I mean, I'm at night trying to figure some stuff out and, mm-hmm. and learning some of the the technology and stuff that I need to know. Um, caffeine is my friend right now. It always is. But we're getting really tight right now. So shout out Strange Brew. Uh, I've always loved you. Love you more than ever. There you go. I uh, also want to thank our sponsors over at College Corner, who I want to remind you right now, you can be uh, making your own money. You can print your own cash by just buying a gift card from uh, College Corner. Just go to collegecornerstore.com, search for gift card in the uh, the bar there on their brand new improved website. Boom, 30% off any gift card purchase. Then you can browse their incredible selection of MSU merchandise, the biggest in central Mississippi, and you can find what you're looking for. I'm telling you right now, this is the time to get ahead. Christmas in July. It's not July, but I'm just saying. Get it done now, and then you can be you, you can have it all prepared and save yourself some money, and you're, you're good to go. So collegecornerstore.com. Look for gift cards in the uh, search bar there. And you're going to be saving 30% off any purchase. We've got our friends over at Advantage Business System who want to remind you that let's try to keep your employees safe. Let's try to keep everybody healthy and happy when they're working remotely. The way to do that is to talk to our friends at Advantage Business Systems. They have got 45 years of experience working in this state, keeping it local, and taking care of businesses just like yours. You need to keep your employees at home. You need them to get the devices at their their house. They know how to do that. They know how to set everything up for you, virtual meetings. And then if you're bringing people back and you need to make sure you've got the latest technology, hey, Advantage Business Systems, they can get that done too. So please give them a call today at at 844-833-833. 6245, or just visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. We didn't give a shout-out. I forgot to give out to all our, our good folks listening out there today, our servicemen and women out there, our medical personnel. And I got a, I got a special request from our listener, uh, Tim Edwards, who wanted me to give a uh, 
Shout out to the linemen out there. Now, normally, I love shouting out the linemen, the offensive linemen, but that's not what he is. He is working <laughs> power lines. I mean, all you know, those storms that, that hit our state the past few weeks. He said he's working. He's worked 24 straight days, 12 to 16 hours a day. That's hard work, folks. And those guys are out there trying to get you guys uh, to get the power back on in South Mississippi. So, yeah, we'll give you guys a shout-out for sure. We're going to talk a little real sports today. That's exciting. You know, I really feel like since this whole quarantine has been going on, we've talked about real sports more than I thought we would. We've been able to. Going in. Going in, I was like, man, we're about to have five months of what do we talk about. But the way it's worked out. You let old Brian. We've had plenty. You had let the old Brian handle the content. He'll get he'll get us through. I mean, we've only had what one day where we got up here and we were like, well, "There's nothing to talk about." So to talk let's about. go home. Yeah, we have we have found a way. No question about that. Um, MLB draft. Uh, Jeff Passan, who if you don't if you don't follow uh, Jeff Passan and you're a baseball fan, you're not doing Twitter right. That guy is, between he and Rosenthal, that's my two guys. Yeah, those are the two guys to, to follow. Yeah, um, five round draft. Undrafted free agents can sign for a maximum of twenty grand. As we talked about today on Sports Talk Mississippi, last year a six-round pick, the average signing bonus was well over a hundred thousand dollars. So, at the end of the day, if you're not one of these top five picks, the smart move is to come back to school because everybody's got the extra year of eligibility. Nobody's losing any bargaining room. Somebody like Justin Foscue, we'll just use for example, could make the decision to come back. He still has the same amount of bargaining power that he had coming into the season, because he's got the extra year of eligibility. Five rounds. I think it's fair to say Foscue and Jordan Westberg are for sure going to be taken in that process. Do you agree? Yes. And not to be very short with it, but I'm going to be floored if you and I are sitting here talking about next baseball season it includes Westberg and Foscue. Um, If, If it does, State could be preseason number one. Yeah, yeah, too. Because if you think about it, boy, you you want to draw that scenario out and have one, just one of them back. Yeah. Look at what. Let's let's look at pie in the sky here, and you get a fully healthy JT Ginn back, and you pair that with. I mean, you pair that with like Christian McLeod, who's a also next year could be a first round draft choice in the next draft. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at a scenario there. Like I, this isn't going to happen, I don't think. But no. like, if if Westberg and Foskey returned along with Yen, and then you got like Christian McLeod sitting there, you got a scenario then where you got like four or five first round picks next year yeah. for Mississippi State. Yeah, sitting there on your roster. I mean, if you're going to go full, happen, you want to go full dream. Let's say Austin Hendricks and Blaze Jordan <laughs> decide to make the trip, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, wow, holy cow, you're more um, you're more talented than but, some single A team. Let's go, let's go realistic here, and and that is that I'm, I feel certain that. I don't even think they have to be first rounders. No, I mean be just just be yeah, just just go, um, and and they will probably see a dollar figure there that's you know could be considered life changing money, and at that point that's when you pat them on the back and thank them for all they've done as Mississippi State Bulldogs, and you and you move on. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that this draft being shortened or it, it, it's not going to affect these two guys in the least. Yeah. I I would be. Shocked if they're not taken very early in the draft, possibly as soon as the first round. I know the MLB pipeline, I think it's their most recent mock draft, had both of them going as first-rounders. Yeah. Um, Foscue is the is the most interesting one to me 
because there's just not a lot of pop at second base in, M- in MLB. And to get a, a guy who you think could come in and become maybe a 20-home a run guy or plus, that is, that's something you sort of have to jump on. Yeah, I was reading, I think it was the MLB pipeline, kind of the synopsis of all the guys. And I think as pertained to Fos- Foscue and Westberg, it said that Foscue has the lower floor mm-hmm. and Westberg has the higher ceiling. That's a very fair assessment, in my opinion. And I thought so, too, when I read that. Um, because Westberg, there's something about Jordan that if everything just clicks, I don't think he could just be a successful major leaguer. I think he could be a superstar. Like, yes. I mean, he, he's he's really got all of the tools. I mean, it, there's some rawness there still, but I just, I don't know, I think something clicked with him. But I feel like Foscue is one of those guys that, bare minimum, could be like a very valuable bench piece on an MLB team for life mm-hmm. at bare minimum. And and very easily could be a solid. Well, he's know, got some. Starter. He's got some versatility. He can. Pl- I think he can play anywhere on the infield. Uh, I think he could probably play in the outfield if you wanted him to. Uh, we've seen him play at third. I think we've seen him play at short. Um, but the the pop makes him different. Westberg is the guy who has tools. You know the way the ball explodes off his bat. That's something that Major League Baseball scouts are going to look at and say, "I got to have that on, on my squad." Defensively, he's not bad at short, but I think he could also he, again he could play third, could probably play second if you wanted him to. Um, and it, the other thing about these guys is they're good leaders too. Mm-hmm. They're going to be good clubhouse guys when you get them in. Yeah. So yeah, they have a lot working for them. I agree. I think both the or we're in agreement. Both of those guys are going to be gone. Then there's there's three there's four more guys to talk about on the roster currently. Let's start with the biggest question mark. What happens to JT Ginn? The answer is I don't know. Cool. And I know that's not popular to say. Um, what I do know is all it takes is one team, one major league team, to say he's hurt, but I don't care. The talent's too much. Yeah. All it takes is one out of 30. And I think there's a chance that happens. Mm-hmm. And if it does happen, if I'm JT Ginn, and all I can do here is put myself in JT Ginn's shoes. Um, this isn't anything that JT has said. It's just what I would do if I was in his shoes. If I'm in his shoes and somebody decides, you know, what they're going to take me in late shoot, I don't know if he'd be a first rounder or not. I think I may have seen a mock draft somewhere that said he could be. But whether it's first round, second round, third round, if if somebody takes him and gives him a pretty hefty figure to go ahead and go. Given the fact that he's already had now a couple of different bouts of arm issues and now an arm surgery, and it'd be awful tempting just to go ahead and go, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think he's—I I don't think he would turn down money a second time. I mean, I know it would stink to go from being a first-round pick to like if he goes in the second or third round or whatever. We're, we're really—we're gonna have to do a little speculating on this question here, but how has this affected his rehab? Do you think? I mean, he can't be going and and throwing with people every day, can he? You know, I mean, and they talk about, you know, elective surgeries. I, I, he got the surgery in, I believe, before everything went down. But surely he's not, you know, with – I don't know how that's – work. I, I don't know. This is a question, you know, if we were in season, we could talk to Coach Lamonis and ask, hey, you know, how's JT doing? And he'd give us a vague answer, but he'd give us an answer. At least. But as it is, I have no idea how his rehab's even going. Well, I – I mean, it's so early right now, man. I don't even know if he's picked up a ball. You know, yeah. it's so early since it's been done. Right. 
Um, all that would lend you to believe that it's going to scare a lot of MLB teams away, but some MLB teams aren't going to be scared about that. Right. Because they're going to be like, look, we've dealt... I mean, Tommy John surgery in the major leagues now is about like having an arm ache. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it just, it's just part of the game now. Uh, so many really good pitchers have had it either in the minors or in college. Or I mean, it just doesn't scare teams the way it used to. And, I, and all that said, I mean, Mississippi State, nobody's actually came out and confirmed, by the way, Tommy John. Nobody's, right. nobody's actually Elbow said surgery that. Elbow surgery is all officially they've said. Right. Um, but el- elbow injuries, by and large, don't scare teams the way they used to. Right. Um, and, and so it's not going to floor me. In fact, I might even a little bit slightly lean towards him, him going. If you had to guess, and it is just strictly a guess, what's your gut tell you? Here, here's what what's gonna what I think is that you know with correct me if I'm wrong. Even though it's only five rounds, the teams still have their full signing uh, capabilities, right? I will need to to read to reassure myself that you're right, but I think you're right. So they have millions to spend. They have a lot of money to spend. Yes. Yeah. So. Somebody could take a flyer on him in the fifth round and say, look, well, you know, we'll, we got plenty of money to give you. You know, we'll see what happens. But that's an investment and a guy that, like you said, has had some issues. I honestly thought if the season, if everything had played out like it normally would have, I think Ginn might have been back next year. But now with all the uncertainty, I think he might go. I do think, and this again, is I am 100% speculating, I think he might have been transitioned into a bullpen role as a closer and allow him to, you know, throw full out and not have to be as careful with, with everything. But if you made me guess today, I would say JT Ginn has probably thrown his last pitch at duty. Noble. Yeah. And that's, that's again, can't emphasize enough how much we're just guessing, but it's, that, it's all that's, speculation, but that's you know, my, that's where I'm at. That's too. What they pay us to do. Uh, and then you got the three, the other three red shirt, Sophomore, or sorry, true sophomores that will still be sophomores next year, and that's Tanner Allen. I'm sorry, they're juniors now. Juniors. Never mind. Yeah, Ju- yeah, yeah, they're the same as yeah, Westburg juniors. Boston. Tanner Allen, uh, Rowdy Jordan, Josh Hatcher. I think all three of those guys are going to be back. Yeah, I, to me, those are the that's the three names that this really impacts. You've 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 been saved by the draft because those guys might have been top ten to fifteen round picks, but they will probably not be fifth round picks, top five round picks. Yeah. This is huge for like a Tanner Allen, especially. Yeah, because to have that injury that mm-hmm. he had, that now you can come back and there's, now you there's can come no back. It's like a, it's like a, it's like pushing you know reset whenever you're playing NCAA football or something on PlayStation and you don't like how it's going. Well, just reset and start over. Yeah, that's kind of what next year is going to be like for Tanner Allen. Hopefully, you know, completely healthy, come back, still a junior. You can get through the year. You still have your leverage at the end of the year. Um, that's huge for Tanner. Yeah. To, to, to have that. Uh, but it, it's big for all these guys. Uh, I, I don't... I mean, I, I don't think you really see anywhere those guys going in the top five of the draft. No. But again, it only takes one team to think that you're a... No, you're right. And, and then they could. Who's but, the most likely guy of that three? That's a good question. It feels like it's Tanner. But the injury sort of pushes that out, out of the question. I don't think it's Hatcher by any stretch of the imagination. I like Hatcher, but I don't. I don't see him as a top five round guy right now. 
Um, Rowdy, Rowdy's been so inconsistent at times. He always turns it on by the end, but I don't know. I, I think all three of those guys are going to be back. I feel like they'll all be back. And then we, we mentioned two guys out of the recruiting class, and I think those are the two to watch. Austin Hendricks and Blaze Jordan. Hendricks, by all accounts, is not only a first five-round player, he might be a first five players kind of pl- talent. He is he is a first-rounder. He will go. I will, if you, I would be amazed if he came to Starkville. Blaze Jordan is a little different in that there's, there's an outside possibility that he comes to Mississippi State, which would be incredible when you consider – it's sort of interesting in this state. There's there's always players that you, you you hear about them young, right? Malik Newman was a player like that. You start hearing about Malik Newman in seventh grade, you're like, this kid can play. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a football player in recent years that way. The only one I can think of off the top of my head, and I mean, you're not gonna hear here, but kid junior high football, but a little bit of Ty Keys when he was a sophomore winning a state championship at Taylorville, you're like, that's the next kid in this state. Yeah. So he's might have talked to that guy. Uh, and then maybe we can make that happen. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Uh, and then in baseball, I mean, Blaze Blaze Jordan was a guy you started hearing about in seventh grade, and just hitting dingers everywhere he went. And so there was always this thought of, well, I mean, he'll never he'll never go to college. But now it seems like I, I feel like his odds. And don't don't take this the wrong way because Ginn ended up going to college. But I think at this point in the process, his odds are about the same as, or maybe even better for MSU than what Ginn's odds were before he made his decision. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say other than that. I mean, I agree with everything that you just said. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that, the, this draft only being five rounds, college baseball next year is going to have some talented teams. I mean, I, it's going to be a lot of high school kids that you thought were going to go are going to stay. In there. You know, you hear baseball coaches say a lot of times that. It's never an issue to have too many good players. Mm-hmm. I kind of think it's going to be an issue to have too many good players. <laughs> I mean, how do you manage this? How do you manage this when your rosters are completely jam-packed full of guys that under normal circumstances may be competing to be in your starting lineup or, you know, be, you know, that first guy off the bench kind of deal? And now, some of these guys are just jammed down a little bit further. Um uh, Guys that otherwise would have had played bigger roles and look, baseball players as as guys in most sports do, they want to play, and it's just going to be tough, man. I I, I don't envy Chris Lamont. You ask Chris Lamontis what the toughest part of being a baseball coach is, and pretty high up the list, he's going to tell you managing the roster. Yeah, and that just got a lot tougher. Yeah, I agree with that. From just deciding, you know, who's got to move on, who who do you need to help go somewhere else and maybe they can get a better chance over there and not not a job I envy at all. Those guys got a tough gig. Is this a, a fair statement right here that state's seniors being able to come back is more almost more important than some of the juniors? Because I think, you know, we talked about the bullpen and what a, what a question mark it was this year, but if you can bring back Riley Self and Spencer Price pitching the way they were pitching this year. Landon Sims. Landon Sims. Will Bedner. Yeah. Who could, I guess he could start. Yeah. I mean, he was going to start. Think Bidner, I think Bedner's going to start regardless going forward. I mean, I think he's he's got more arm talent than Brandon Smith does. Yeah. And we hadn't, we hadn't even mentioned Sarantola. Yeah. Who, I mean, if, if everything clicks with that kid, he's that's a first a, round type. That's another guy that I think would, a move for the bullpen would help him. 
I think if you could tell me next year that just let him chuck it a hundred up there. Yeah. If you tell me next year that you know your starting lineup, your starting rotation is McLeod, Bedner, maybe Brandon Smith, and I can have Self, Price, Sarantola, uh, Landon Sims. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember some of the The season was so short, I have, I have trying to remember a lot of the names, but that's I mean, you, you took State's one issue and you and you and you took it away. It became mm-hmm. a strength all of a sudden, yeah. and then if I can replace. Uh, Foscue's home runs with Blaze Jordan. I mean, this the, the team's the program's not going anywhere. Is what I'm guessing. I'm getting that. Mm-hmm. We we might have to. We might be able to get that birthday dinner in Omaha <laughs> next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're exactly right. You, you talk about that bullpen. I, I will always remember remember talking to Riley Self before this past season. Unfortunately, it didn't get to play out. But he said everybody's worried about the bullpen again coming into the year. Every year I've been here, folks are worried about the bullpen, and every year it works out. Yeah, and then it was working. Yeah, it not only was working out, it was it, it was, was mo- brilliant. Yeah, price price and self being back to their their twenty seventeen form is something that we oh could, price was better. Yeah, he, he was better than twenty seventeen. Yeah, he was he was having a, a real go. He was like ten innings in, only giving up like a hit. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very impressive. So, all right, so those are all the players who might be going out. Let's talk about a player who's coming in. All right, Scotty DeBrule out of Jacksonville University is a grad transfer. This is a guy, uh, pretty impressive. Was hitting 426 when the season ended for Jacksonville. And with an OB with a on base of 500, so he was getting on base one out of every two at plate appearances. Uh, as a sophomore, he was first team All Atlantic Sun, second team All Atlantic Sun as a junior. Uh, led the league in hitting as a sophomore. Was All Freshman Team uh, as a freshman. Really good player at Jacksonville University, and now he comes in. And what position does he play? Second Mainly base. second base. He also, I believe it was his sophomore year. I think he got in front of you, but he spent the entire year as the starting shortstop, I think, in, yeah, you're in right. 2018. So he can play both. He can play up the middle anywhere, but I think if and I what, had to who guess... Who are we just saying is going to leave? Uh, yeah. Your second, your second baseman <laughs> and your shortstop. Just happens to work out that way, doesn't yeah. it? Kind of seems like uh, Chris Lamonis might feel the same way we do about his middle infield. But I, you got to think that this... that Scott DeBrule would be the favorite to be your second baseman and that Cameron James is a guy that, even before last year, was a little bit – Chris Lamonis and some of those were kind of pegging him to be the Jordan Westberg replacement at short. Yeah. So it kind of – you know, if you had to draw out a lineup sitting here today in May, <laughs> some nine months, I guess, before the season would start, mm-hmm. you probably, despite the fact that I guess we're one day into Scott DeBrule being a Bulldog, you would probably pencil him in. I do mean pencil because it could be erased, but right. you would probably pencil him in as your starting second baseman and Cam James as your starting shortstop, right? Yeah. Who's at third for you, Landon Jordan? It's a good question. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's the first name that just pops to mind, but... Yeah. Could, could Josh Hatcher move over to third if Blaze Jordan was at first? I don't know. Could Tanner Allen play third? I don't know. You know I mean, you, you, yeah. you'd figure it out. No, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. If, if Blaze Jordan comes, they'll figure out a way to get the bat in the lineup. I promise you that. But Interesting. So, 
grad transfer. Thing is, like states outfield set. Oh yeah, Pimentel. Yeah, Jordan Allen. Well, I mean, is if, unless set? Allen moves, I mean, I think you got to try him again, right? You got to give him another shot. Yeah. I mean, I think right now as you sit that, here today, that's a guy who you talk about benefiting. Getting another year of practice might really, really. Help I mean, him. it really is for him like pushing the reset button on the PlayStation. Yeah, it really is. That's, that's a good analogy. Yeah. So DeBrule comes in as a grad transfer, like I said, uh, immediately eligible. Uh, so in, in all likelihood, with State losing both middle infielders, kind uh, of have a great opportunity to play uh, from day one. So I'm kind of thinking this baseball team might be good. Yeah, I think we might. I think we might be uh, looking at Omaha again. But the thing is, Lamona said this when he zoomed teleconferenced us a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Like he said, I kind of look around and I tell everybody we got a chance to be really good. And mm-hmm. then I look at what everybody else has got, and I'm like, oh, they have yeah. a chance to be really everybody, good too. Every, everybody is bringing everybody back. You know? <laughs> so it's going to be it's going to be a the SEC is going to be it's going to be more talent in the SEC next year than in some double A leagues. Yeah, I mean it's like. It's like somebody hands me a million dollars, right? I'm rich all of a sudden. Yeah. And you think, wow, I'm rich. But, but somebody handed you a million dollars too, and so you're no richer than anybody no, else. We're the so. same. Yeah, exactly. So I just want to talk baseball today. I know you enjoyed it. Yeah. We could just turn this into knock it out, Joel. Just take away thunder. All right. Uh, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. We're going to go Hollywood on the rumblings tomorrow. Send us your no 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 oh not okay not Hollywood Hogan uh, still great that he used Voodoo Child it was great I'm just saying uh, so yeah send us your 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 we're gonna do movie questions tomorrow so any questions you've got your favorite movies uh, plus if you if you ask nicely Joel and I will say, say any quotes from Smokey and the Bandit that you want us to say just 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 tell us the quote and he and I will do it. We'll be happy to put on Big Enos and Little Enos for you, or he can, I can be he can be Junior and I'll be Sheriff Buford T. Justice of Texas. I'll be I'll be the Bandit and you can be the Snowman. We got a lot of options. Maybe we can bring uh, the lovely Katie Coleman in. She could be Sally Field. There you go. Let her do. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea with some of the quotes from that movie, but we'll see. All right, guys. Movie questions tomorrow on the Rumblings. Have a great Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.